Hi, Pamela. Good morning. Good morning. I have a fascinating case. I call this case Rob's Fall from Grace. And I call it that because this guy had so much going for him. He was really like just reaching like the peak of his career. Maybe not even the peak, but doing really well. He was Hispanic. He had graduated from University of Utah Law School, and he practiced immigration law. This episode starts out kind of slow, but hang tight with me because I promise you it'll be very interesting by the end. Okay. I got word to work on his case. This was one of Jack's cases, and Jack called and asked if I could go and talk to Rob. The first time that I met James, Jack had me go to, to a court hearing, and he was charged with federal charges. So Jack asked me to meet him at court so that we could meet our new client. He was charged federally, so we were in federal court. Rob was an attorney, as I had mentioned, and when an attorney gets in trouble and violating federal laws, it's like you get the attention of the world on that stuff. That's a pretty big fall, especially for a Hispanic guy like Rob. He was the first one in his family, not only to graduate high school, but he graduated from college and then went on to get a law degree. That was impressive. Wow. Very impressive. Yes. And the University of Utah, the U of U Law School is one of the top in the country. So this was, yes, this was impressive Mm -hmm. stuff that he got in and he finished and he was practicing law. Like I said, he was doing immigration law. So we have a court hearing. He's charged with violating some immigration visa laws that we have in place. I didn't quite understand it, which happens a lot on a lot of cases that I don't know about it until I get the case. And then I have to dig really hard and become like almost an expert on that subject, which is Okay. Which is one mm-hmm. of the things I actually do love about my job. I, well, it's kind of like being the jack of all trades and master of none. <laughs> so, <Yes>. but <laughs> but you would be tough to beat in Trivial Pursuit, <laughs> right? <laughs> or <some> trivia, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but you got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You'd be tough exactly. on Jeopardy. But I love the diversity of it. I love learning new things and like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got to be like really sure. proficient in this subject. So I meet Rob, and he was a nice-looking, tall Hispanic guy. Most Hispanic guys are not very tall. Rob was about six feet tall. That's pretty tall for a Mexican oh, guy. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 And the federal courthouse is right by this nice, the bunch of nice restaurants, and it was lunchtime, and Jack had said, like, hey, you guys need to talk and, and go through all everything, like I do on every case. I've got to go through A to Z, how'd you get to this place? And... Rob was not in jail, and they do this a lot with white-collar cases. A lot of times, if it's not a drug case, if it's a white-collar thing like this one was, they allow them to stay out of jail pending trial. In a white-collar case, there's a lot to prepare, more to go through than than a blue-collar case. There's not as much evidence to go through. There's usually more on a white-collar. And so they allow them to stay out so that they can assist their attorney in preparing for trial. Oh, okay. Is this the first time you have actually, you and Jack have represented an attorney? No, no, actually. Okay. Are attorneys that you're representing usually very forthcoming with their information or do they get really cagey because that's what they've learned and how to go to trial? You know what I mean? Do they keep stuff separate? Are they kind of cagey or do they know the importance right. of What's kind of funny is we represented a few attorneys that got in trouble 
And one of them okay. even was an attorney that had actually hated Jack and thought, kind of despised Jack because he was a defense lawyer. Interestingly enough, when that woman got in trouble <laughs> and she needed, needed help, mm-hmm. she... Yeah, who do you call Ghostbusters? So so we jumped in our white hearse and ran over to help her. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, she'd been a legislator and stuff and really bad mouthed him. And then when things got tough, he was she he was the first phone call she made. And Jack took a lot of pride in that. Even the people that don't like him when they get in trouble, they're like, Whoa, we need Jack. They want him. Yeah. Yeah. Jack had told us we needed to talk, go through stuff. And Rob suggested that, hey, let's go eat at Market Street. Nice seafood restaurant right across from the courthouse. That was really unique for me. I don't usually eat with my clients. But I was hungry, so was he. And we needed to talk, so it was going to be a working lunch. And I thought, how classy of this guy. Very nice of him to do this. So we went and ate, and we had a nice lunch. And I got to know him better and got going through his case And then I followed that up with the next day I went to his office, his law firm, he had this really awesome law firm on the west side of town. Doing immigration law, that would be the perfect place to put it because the the Hispanic culture is very, very big in that part of town. And oh my gosh, I loved, loved his office. They had, it was like a it was like a home and an office. It truly felt like, because I've spent some time in Mexico City and different places in Mexico. And this felt to me like I just stepped in Mexico. Beautiful. Yes. Oh, really? Like as you walk, it had this courtyard with this beautiful fountain like you often see in Mexico. And the tile, yeah. like almost all the homes in Mexico are tiled. Like you never have carpeted anything. And it was tiled. Was it all the Mexican tile, all the colors, all yes. the warmth of it? Yes. Oh, wow. And I love that. It just, That's I seriously thought, yeah. wow, did I just, I think I only drove a couple miles from my home, but I feel like I drove to Mexico. Might have crossed it, yeah. yeah. Over the border. The border yeah. here. It was awesome. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And, and beautiful office. I thought it was just awesome. Right. And he had a lot of employees and they were all very, very professional. You walk in, there was a reception area. And this cute little Hispanic girl, because they did immigration law, mostly what they were doing was helping Hispanic people to get visas to come in or to become permanent citizens or residents or whatever options they had. So Spanish was huge. Everyone there that I met spoke English and Spanish, both fluently. Like, like at the level yes. where I'm, where I'm jealous, like, holy crap, they speak both languages without an accent. It's awesome. Yeah. So what I learned yeah. between those first few meetings was what Rob was being charged with. He was indicted on a 17 count indictment and they actually indicted eight people along with him. And this was kind of unheard of. Like a handful of employees at Rob's office were indicted and those guys okay. had fled. So Rob was the only one left standing when I got involved. Rob was the only one in his office that I could even talk to because the guys that had also been indicted were nowhere to be found. I did not know where they were. Wow. Rob was telling me that they, he thinks that the one, he thought one guy went to New York or to Mexico. He wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. And I was amazed that, okay, how are we going to put this case together? 
I had Rob's statement and Rob was married to a Caucasian woman, this pretty blonde woman. And these guys were like my age. So, and this was 11, 12 years ago. So at that time we were all like in our like 40, Rob and I were 40 and his wife was a year or two younger. And they had Rob and his wife, Cheryl, and and they were both very good Catholic church going people. And they had two mm-hmm. little kids, little kids. I think their oldest kid at that time was like four years old. And then they had two-year-old, so two really young kids. Rob had Cheryl involved in the business in that, like as a partner in the law firm. Not that she was a partner as a lawyer, but she was a partner in the business that owned the law firm. And then Ooh, they okay. also, because they were doing so well, they were buying houses that they were renting out for rental properties. So there were, and they owned, it was very smart. So I was really, really impressed with this guy and how, how aggressive he was. They owned like nine different properties. So they were facing 17 counts, all of these people that were indicted. And like I say, there were a few of them from Rob's office and the rest of them, they actually had someone that worked at the Mexican consulate in America that was part of this. They had okay. a border patrol agent that was part of this. Oh, this no. is a pretty okay. extensive operation. Far reaching. Far yeah. reaching. And mm-hmm. Rob said, I knew nothing. Of- what he, how he explained how it, it worked was this. The type of visa that this was. Was it just one person? Or was this happening on several several different people? This they did visa? this for several people. Several companies, okay. several people. As I walked in okay. and saw their office, I had we'd actually done a case for a different immigration attorney. You asked if we did represented attorneys. Yeah. All the attorneys we've represented are actually not all immigration, but I we did have two of them with Jack that we okay. worked with. And the other guy, I'd been to his office, and his office was like pretty humble, not at all like this. This was very ostentatious, I thought. Okay. It was impressive. It was impressive. Right. Not, it, it wasn't right. like a big high rise, but Beauti- it was. No, mm-hmm. but beautiful, no. but well-established, very successful. Yes. Gotcha. Very professional. Okay. Like the energy in the place, the error that they had was success, that they are competent okay. professionals. And, and I was impressed right. with it. So the government will take the strongest 17 or strongest, however many there are, that they think would hold up in trial. And that's what they charge with. So there were 17 that they say violated this visa. The visa worked like this. A company would put out an ad saying that they are seeking employees to fill this position in their company. And they had to advertise the company publicly in the U.S., in the media somewhere or multiple places, but at least in one place. And if that position was not filled by Americans or immigrants that have proper visas and papers, if they couldn't fill those positions, then this visa allowed Rob's company to then advertise that through an American consulate in Mexico. So they would advertise through them and say, hey, if you do this work, and it was a temporary visa. It wasn't permanent. It was a visa. Visas have a, a time period on them. But okay. we will bring you into the U.S. to work. And when I asked Rob about it, Rob said, I didn't do that work. It was my partner, Hector. Hector said that he had the expertise in this. 
I didn't have any expertise in it. I didn't know much about these visas, so I didn't do this. Is Hector one of them that took off? Hector was nowhere to be found. And I had tried phone numbers for him. I tried finding him. Trying to find someone who has the ability to leave the country like that is incredibly Mm -hmm. difficult. So I interviewed other employees, and they were all telling me the same thing, that Hector and another guy, these two main employees at Rob's office, that they were the ones that handled all this. And to be totally honest with you, talking with Rob, I wasn't really sure how he got into law school because he didn't seem really smart. It's like he didn't Uh quite understand some of this stuff. I thought if he's playing dumb, he's doing a really great job at it. (laughs) Or really doesn't understand this visa stuff very well. And it truly is Hector and this other guy. And Hector and the other guy had worked at another firm and there'd been some questionable actions that were taken there. So it really made sense to me. But what I'd learned is they'd left that job under some pressure because I think they were doing some shady stuff over there too. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So there's a pattern. So I'm seeing a pattern there, but I don't see a pattern with Rob. And like his wife's name was on everything. So I interviewed her and they said she did the bookkeeping. So, okay, I have to interview her. And yes, she knew the numbers, but she wasn't a lawyer. So she knew even less about this kind of law that they were practicing. So there are very strict rules about what someone can do while they're out preparing for trial. And if you do anything outside of that, then they'll throw them back in jail, as we learned from Shane. Uh, it's hard when I have real names and fake names. <laughs> All the names get... Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. You almost have to have a chart. I know. I, this name equals the yes. Yes. This name equals her. Exactly. Yeah. So, like in that case, if there is anything that is questionable, then they'll throw them right in jail. And so, okay. I didn't see this coming, but the feds got mad about something. I think it was like phone calls he was making, because the only business Rob was supposed to be doing was to be preparing for trial and to be talking with me or his lawyer. So, any phone call okay. other than that, and his wife, of course, anything outside of that, you get in sure. trouble. So. They're the feds. They know everything. They can get your cell phone records before you get them. Like, so they put him in jail. Mm -hmm. That was really actually a hard thing for us because they actually put him in jail an hour away from where Jack and I were located. And Jack's not as likely to go visit with him to prepare. I am, but still that's a hassle. That's two hours extra that I've got just driving to get to meet with him to go through things because I'd right. we don't talk about stuff over the phone that it's not impossible but not very efficient because we got to go through documents right. and everything else so as we go through this I get to know his wife Cheryl quite a bit better and she was okay. such a nice lady I really really liked her and she was okay. devastated by these charges she had no idea that anything anything even possibly shady was going on at all that hey we are on the up and up we're church going people we do things like we're supposed to do well and they've they've worked so hard he's the first one to graduate from high school and college and go to law school yes why would they risk yeah exactly yeah exactly they had had so much to lose yes and they had these two Mm -hmm. little kids so as time goes i'd have to get documents and it was most helpful to get them through Cheryl because now Rob is in jail and Rob was only in jail a couple months. We were arguing to get him out because it was okay. difficult for us with him in there. And she calls me one day just crying 
bawling. And I said, what's going on? What, what's happening? It was April 1st. And in Utah, even in April, we can get like a, actually a big snowstorm. And yes, absolutely. It, it won't, it won't Don't last. Don't plant your garden. <laughs> right, right. So the snow won't stay on the ground, but you get a really big snowstorm and it will be all melted by that night usually, or if not right. the next day. But sure. when that storm's coming in, it it can be a really hefty storm. This day in April was one of those days. It was a really heavy snowstorm. I mean, it had snowed inches, not just a little. It had snowed yeah. inches of snow. And Rob's in jail, and he calls Cheryl and says, hey, guess what? Now, Cheryl knows we're trying to get him out. We're working right. on that. And he calls Cheryl, and he says, hey, guess what? They're letting me out. Like, come and get me. And she said... Are you serious? I thought that Jack said this could take a few more weeks. And he said, yeah, I thought so too, but they're going to let me out. So can you come up here and pick me up? I need a ride. I, I need a, to get out of here. And she's like, mm -hmm. okay. And she said, you know, Rob, is this a joke? I mean, it's April Fool's. Are you just joking with me? And he said, I am not joking. Why would I joke about that? Like, right. And she right. said, because I have to go get a babysitter for our little kids to come and pick you up. And it's really snowing. It's a big snowstorm. So it's going to take a little bit to get there. Like, please. And, and I don't please want, I don't sure. want to get my hopes up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he said, right. no, I'm telling you, they're letting me out. Get up here. So she gets the babysitter and she drives over an hour because it's in a snowstorm. So it's taking her longer. And she arrives at the jail and she goes up to the, there's always like a check-in place at the jail for people, <laughs> not the not the right. criminals. They have their own separate check-in. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> that is less friendly. They have their own special door. <laughs> they have their own special door for them. And I don't know if the check-in is sometimes equally unfriendly at both of them. It just yeah. depends on which jail you go to. Sometimes they can be pretty rude. But so so she shows up and she says, I'm here to pick up my husband, Rob. He's getting out today. And they look it up and they said no he's not out he's not getting out what are you what are you talking about and she said well he called and told me that he needed a ride that that he was getting out today for sure that he is can you just double check that so they look and look they don't find anything and she said okay and she's really confused and she can't call him like you can't call the no. jail and be like could i speak no. with rob please so yeah. hold so please she, <laughs> yeah so she walks, she's, she, yeah, hold on. Let me go to his cell. Let me, yeah, yeah. So she walks out. She's just heading to her car when her cell phone rings and it's Rob. And he says, Hey, are you coming to get me? And she said, I'm right here. I'm outside of the jail. But they told me that you aren't getting out. What? They right. don't know what's going on, Rob. Like, how do you know you're getting out? And he said, Well, I'm. I'm standing right outside here. Can't you see me? And she's looking around. No, I, where are you? And then he just starts laughing and he goes, April fools. <gasps> no, he did not. Yeah, he did. He seriously did. And she was bawling. Oh, I'd have been devastated. so pissed off. Oh, I would oh. have been beyond devastated. I mean, yes. listen, buddy, I hope you have a quarter to call someone else because you're not calling me back. <laughs> right. Oh, I would have been right. beyond furious. Oh, but wait, there is more because They're the jail is so, these ladies Matt? at the front that were working at the jail, 
they were they're they were kind of known in my world as to me i didn't think they were very kind friendly people at that jail nice <laughs> yeah yeah they were not very nice some of them are like beyond nice it's like so lovable and fun and right. i joke with them these these people at this jail no not they have so no much. sense of humor. Nothing. Not okay. so much. Oh, and no sense of humor. They, and then an April Fool's joke. <gasps> right. Right. Oh, wow, sir. Although, although they didn't know that Rob had done this April Fool's joke to Cheryl. What they oh, decided okay. was that Rob was planning to escape from jail, being the brilliant geniuses that they are. They decided this was an attempt of his to escape from jail. And that she was there as his getaway driver. So they then called the feds Wait, and told them. So f- as a getaway driver, I surely would go through to the front desk and ask if I could pick him up. Because what? as a getaway driver, <laughs> that's for sure what I would do. Like, hey, knock, knock. I thought I'd pick up my um, husband. He's escaping. He's, do you have a different door escaping. I should pick him up he at? He was supposed to be hiding in the ditch out front and yeah. I couldn't see him. I think he went over the his- back fence. I don't know if he made it. If you could just give him a boost, I'll pick him up. That makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. I get away, driver. I'm going to come thing. to the front. Oh, my gosh. Right. I'm going to so show my face funny on and not nice, all the stupid. cameras. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so then the feds get called and U.S. Marshals, like they were threatened. U.S. Marshals were threatening to arrest her that day for trying to bust him out of jail. Yes, seriously. seriously. So she calls me just bawling, like, guess what? They say marshals are coming to get me. So I get on the phone with Jack. Jack's on the phone with the U.S. Attorney's Office. And he had to do like a serious dance just to to get them to stop the arrest of her. But now what that did is that like widened their their scope of what they were doing. So, So now they included her in the indictment. Oh, so, no. Can you, oh. like, such a funny joke of Rob to do, right? Oh, so funny. Like, huh? When you get out, I'm going to knock you out. Yeah, if you oh. don't get killed in jail, you may get killed when you get out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god! You're going to think getaway car. <laughs> oh, Have they man. ever run exactly. over the, with the getaway car? Oh, yes, yeah, exactly. That's horrible. It is so horrible. So then she had to hire a lawyer. Jack referred one of his friends that is a very good defense lawyer. So she had a separate lawyer that worked with us to coordinate all this. It this is, is so ridiculous. ridiculous. And it's not just the added money, but the added stress of all of it. And she's this young mom trying to figure out what's going on. So as time goes. And how are we going to yes. live day to day living with two little kids and I'm running a business and I'm not an attorney and how, yep. you know, yeah, I mean, just the whole, how are we going to pay bills? Yep. Are you safe in jail? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'd knock him yeah. out. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't figure out what part of that was funny. Oh. Like, how is that even funny? I don't even. I, I, I don't under. I don't appreciate that kind of humor at all. He had way too much time in his. Apparently, cell. yes. So yeah. Stupid. A few weeks pass. Over the next few weeks, Rob starts kind of the wheels start falling off of him mentally. I think. Emotionally, mentally. I think it started with the joke. I think it did start. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think a whole big wheel fell off. And he started calling Cheryl 
and seriously, like Cheryl was, she was, she was a little bit heavier and she really pretty and just a sweet soul. Like I really had great energy uh-huh. from her. I really like her. I, uh-huh. I thought she was such a good person and that she really didn't mm-hmm. know what was happening in this. I really think she did not know. Okay. And he started calling her from jail after the April Fool's joke. Ha ha. Starts calling her from jail and saying, I know that you're like having sex with guys. They're coming over to the house and you're using cocaine and having these, this, and I mean, the stuff that he accused her of was outrageous. Oh, horrible. And she has two little kids. Mm-hmm. It, like, what is she going to do? Like, send them to yeah. a baby. Like, it just didn't yeah. make sense. I don't see women that. I don't see a woman that, that has that kind of energy doing that sort of thing. So I, I didn't believe it for a second. Well, and he's right. And then he's becoming more paranoid, which is, you know, maybe that's oh, part of his issue. Something and, like yeah. something yeah. is going wow. terribly wrong. Horrible. And, and so she'd yeah. call me like crying, like, Hey, he's accusing me of this crazy stuff. I don't even, I don't even know what he's talking about. And I'm telling them, Rob, this is right. What are you right. saying? I don't, this is Stop not it. who I am. Yeah. You know me. Don't do this. And then mm-hmm. she would go to the jail to see him. And they only allow, like, for me, it's a professional visit. So I can go as often as I need to go for, That's for family, touch. friends, he, they limit the number of visits that they get. And most jails will allow two visits a week. And there were times so over the oh, next few okay. weeks, she would get a babysitter, drive clear up there to go visit her husband, and the jail would tell her that he's already had his visits for the week. Well, my visits don't count because I'm not a friend. It's not a friend visit. Okay. So that's not me. It's someone else. And right. she was like, what are you talking about? His family is in... Wait a minute. Wait. Okay. So let's explain that a little better. So if... If Cheryl goes, she gets to see him twice, and then no, family gets Cheryl, to go, or friends no, get to go no. two other times? Two total. Two total. Two total. Two 30-minute visits so, per week. Okay. From anyone Correct. besides you? It, it, it's anyone. It's not like my wife and right. then friends. That is right. Okay. They get two total visits okay. per week. No matter who it is, that's what they get. Okay. Professional visits, we are separate. We don't okay. count. In that, in that right, count. that makes sense. Yeah, because that's that's business. That's us preparing okay. for trial. So she would get sure. up there, and they would say, "Oh, he's already had his visits this week." She was like, "What? Who?" Okay. And finally, they showed her. Well, see right here, this person signed in, and right here, this person signed in, and it was a woman that worked at their office, going up to clear up there to see him, <gasps> and using the visits. And so she asked him about it. Uh-oh. Yeah. So as it turns out, while he's accusing her of having sex and using cocaine and doing really crazy, awful stuff, it turns out that he had had an affair, or was having an affair with one of his office girls, and in fact had a child with that girl. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Has Cheryl had enough yet? Oh my no, gosh. No, she she was thinking about maybe she'd had enough. She was like honestly, 
to talk to her through that, her, she was so overwhelmed. She's trying to process their financial world coming apart, unraveling everything they've worked to create. And now their mm-hmm. marriage was unraveling. This was mm-hmm. a whole truckload of crap for her to try to sort through. Oh, more than a truckload. And when she yeah. would talk to Rob, oh, wow. he was... What a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but truly, you have to, like, to talk to him... He was the most nice, soft-spoken guy. It was, it really, like the guy that I met and would talk to, it was hard for me to wrap my head around because it was so contrary to the person that I saw. Like I think about that sophisticated, professional guy that that bought me lunch that day, which was a very classy thing for him to do. He didn't have to buy me lunch. Like he always dressed nice and was so soft-spoken. It just was so shocking to me to hear. If he was consistent in that, and I believe he was in his relationship with Cheryl, she was completely devastated. This was mind-blowing to her. Right. But it also makes you wonder if the girlfriend, mistress, baby Mm -hmm. mama, was feeding Rob information that Cheryl was cheating and doing all this crappy stuff to get... A step exactly. up into the relationship. Exactly. Yep. Interesting. So okay. a few weeks go by and amazingly, Jack gets him out. So I wonder which home he's going to go stay in. Because <laughs> it wouldn't uh, have been mine. Well, you're, you're, you. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just a little side note, you wouldn't let him back home. Uh, actually, Cheryl did. Yeah, I'd be yeah, like. Hmm. Cheryl did. But he okay. was gone a lot. Working, preparing, doing stuff, which. Uh, that didn't seem quite right to me because the only place he could be doing stuff was at our office <laughs> or at his home. And yeah. And he wasn't there. And in the meantime, the uh-huh. feds were saying that they were going to crack down and, and seize all of their finances. They'd shut the business down. So there's sure. no more money coming in there. Like I say, they had rental properties, income coming in from those properties, but they had to have most of that to pay the mortgages on those properties. He wasn't paying cash for a lot of those. Sure. Was Cheryl a local girl? Did she She grow up here in Utah? So did she have family support? She did have some family support. And her parents were amazing, amazingly supportive of her through that. So Jack gets him out. I'll never forget this. I'd actually gone to California to a Tony Robbins seminar, which was awesome, amazing. Like the first night we walked on fire. (laughs) It was so cool. And I have really tender Uh feet. So I was like, I'm not doing that. And then I thought, crap, I paid a lot of money to be here. Oh, you walked on fire. I literally, literally like walked, literally on, walked like, on fire. Hot coals. Hot coals. Like red, red hot oh, coals. Wow. Oh, I, like wow. you have to know oh, wow. I'm so tender footed. Oh. If I can, I'd like I rarely even wear flip flops because rocks get under there. You know, like I am really tender footed. So <laughs> so for me to get into a mental okay. space where I walked on fire was amazing that's crazy. it was really cool and no my feet yeah. did not burn wow that's impressive you. it was impressive it was impressive <laughs> that tony robbins got everyone in that group to that place and although not everyone did walk fire yeah. most of us did and it was incredible and i will uh-huh. never forget so it's like a four-day seminar and the next day i get this text from cheryl saying hey i need to talk i need to talk because she'd called me and i'd missed it because We get kind of loud and rowdy in there. And so I stepped out of the seminar and I will never forget sitting on the steps at this convention center, 
listening to what she was telling me. (laughs) Rob had just cleared out like $200,000 out of their bank account, which I'm surprised the feds hadn't taken it yet. I was going to say, I thought it was frozen. They they had like stopped them from doing business. So no more money was coming in, but they hadn't yet taken their, and it's possible that the, they were funds the government didn't know about yet. Maybe they were in someone else's name, something. I'm not sure. But I do know she was freaking out because he had gone to California, told her he was in California to... Hey, wait a minute. He left the state? He left the state and he took $200,000 out of their account because he told her that the mafia, the Mexican mafia, was threatening him and that he had to pay them $200,000 or they were going to kill him, her, and their children. What? Okay. And, and you know, when I hear that, I'm not immediately assuming that Rob is lying because... Yeah, no, but I just want to know how the Mexican mafia got involved in it. Is it over the I have the same question. Yeah, I said... And and because, because Cheryl didn't know any of that stuff, she couldn't answer those questions for me. Because I said, now, why sure. why I'm would sure. the Mexican mafia be after you guys? Him, be- you guys, like, what does, what does he owe the Mexican yeah. mafia? And because of the allegations and because of the world that I was finding out he was likely living in, I thought, this is possible. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. And so... Okay. But he was gone. He was in California. I said... <laughs> is he coming home? And she said he doesn't dare come home. And I said, are you kidding me? If he's being threatened, the first thing he needs to do is call me so that we can notify the U.S. Marshals and mm-hmm. protect him. Because right. if this is happening, right. he he's not going to get away from those guys. And he's not going to get away from the U.S. government because now he's right. in violation of his, his release right. terms. What happened to the mistress lady with the baby? Is she conveniently in California also? She was, at that time, she was still in Salt Lake. She was still around. Okay. So I had the same question, like, okay, (laughs) is she afraid of the mafia too? I don't think so, but Uh I don't know what's up. Okay. So Cheryl's crying, freaking out. I don't blame her. I called Jack and explained. And Jack is seriously like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm supposed to be on top of this. How I can't be on top of this if he doesn't tell me anything until it's happening. Like, I don't know what to right. say. I don't know what's right. happening here. So, right. <laughs> next thing we know, he's gone. Like, gone, gone. Off grid. He's not calling oh, Cheryl anymore. Of course. He's gone yep. right across he the border. He is gone. Yeah. And all of the properties that Cheryl and Rob owned gone. The government has seized everything. The properties they paid cash for, the properties sure. that they owned had had a bunch of oh, equity and no. all of it. They say, hey, everything you have, we're taking. So, yep, it's now, now ours. ours. So she yeah. was left with nothing because the money that they had in this special fund to survive on is the money that he had just taken claiming that the mafia was after him and he had to pay them off. What yeah. a rat. Right. So she's facing charges. Her attorney was a great guy. He fought really hard to have them like 
hold off on all of this because she doesn't know. Obviously, she's not a participant. He didn't take her with him. He abandoned her and his children. Right. Like she's as much of a victim of all of this as the government is. So time goes. I keep thinking we'll hear from him. We'll hear from him. Quite a lot of time passes. (laughs) Three years pass. And all of a sudden... (gasps) Wait a minute. Okay, wait. Did he miss? Wait. Did he miss oh, his court dates and everything? Or was it three yeah, years no, out no. to go to court? He missed court dates. There were warrants for his arrest. He was a wanted person. He he was on FBI's everything. the FBI's most wanted list. Oh, this is serious. My gosh. And so Cheryl would call and talk to me, and I was like, you know, I honest like that person that I met was either such a great pretender at pretending like he didn't know what was happening, that he was not very smart or, mm-hmm. or, or, and mm-hmm. he really didn't know what was happening. And I, I honestly thought, Hey, I think Hector did all this. The other guy, I think that guy did this and, and he's right. led. Let's just, let's just pursue that. Cause there was, yeah, right. I get it that Rob owned the company, but all of every single document, every single right. one of these papers was signed by Hector, not by Rob. So this was not going to be gotcha. a difficult thing. And I thought we could actually win it. And this stupid idiot flees the country. Like, what the crap are you doing? We could win this case and you just left? This is insane. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. leaves. He's gone, not just for a little while. And everything's on hold. In the meantime, Cheryl is living with her parents and her children, just trying to survive, trying Uh. to put the pieces back together. Three years later, he is on Christmas Day. He is crossing the border in San Diego. No, not like sneaking over, like sneaking up the river, trying to jump over a fence. Just thinking he can come over the border. What? What? And he's, he's in Mexico, in Mexico coming back into the United Tijuana, States. Coming back into San and Diego. He just, and he had his, what, <laughs> his beach bag and his little hat. And, and said, come on so back. surprising. What so the hell? Shocking. They realized that he was on the FBI's most wanted list. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> what? There's what? actually a picture of How him? did you guys ever oh figure this out? And he wasn't even yeah. using a How different name. How did you name. find me? He gets arrested. Oh He's in San Diego. Then they have to get him back to Salt Lake to face his charges in Salt Lake. Which, and then I get a call from, and I'd read it in the paper first, seen it on the news first that, <laughs> that Rob had been arrested coming over the border, and I literally laughed out loud. I I thought it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> I know you're a fool, yeah. dude. Okay, I have thinking? one question. Okay, <laughs> I've got more than one, but. So he had 17 charges uh, that were federal charges against him at the time. Now that he took off and he's on the lam and he's coming back, do the charges just start stacking higher and higher? Are there more than 17 charges now? Exactly, because now you've fled the country when all you're facing charges. Yep, you're in more trouble. While I full-heartedly believed we could work out a very reasonable deal, if not have it dismissed... For, for him uh-huh. on the initial charges. Now there's no way he's going to get out of it. So it's in the news. It's everywhere. And I get a call yeah. from Jack and he says, Hey, uh, I don't know if you saw or not, but Rob got arrested and <laughs> I need you to go talk to him. <laughs> <You're> like, 
No, is no. Is he in California still? Him from Cal- they pr- transport him to bring him back oh. to Utah. And that process really, really sucks. Every once in a while, they'll put him on Con Air, like a- an actual airplane that they use. Just like, yeah. Like the movie? Exactly. Like the movie Con They Air? actually do transport some federal inmates <laughs> wow. that way. However, that is not what they did uh-huh. for Rob. He they came on, on the, the slow bus. bus. And when I tell you it's a rough ride, it is a really, really rough ride because you have to ride shackled and chained the whole time. Think So I can't, I don't not like long car rides myself. Imagine riding from San Diego, California mm-hmm. to Salt Lake City shackled the whole time. Like it's difficult to eat. You have to bend your head to wipe your nose. You can't yeah. move. You yeah. can't. It's oh. brutal. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. And he's chained to like other guys so that they can't just one of them run away. So it's a pretty rough go. So he gets back here and Jack calls and says, hey, I need you to go talk to Rob and basically figure out what the hell have you been doing? What are you thinking? And it was so, oh my gosh. What was your plan? It was so funny. So I go to the jail to meet with him. Okay, wait. Is is he back in the same jail with the real no, friendly people? No, he was. That they moved him to a jail a little bit closer. This jail was only like twenty minutes away from from Salt Lake. Okay. And rarely do they put okay. federal inmates in the Salt okay. Lake jail because they don't have much room there for them. So they usually put them in oh, okay. outer counties that have more room the, in the outlying okay. counties, and okay. then the feds pay them to rent a bed for that. So the federal government pays the county governments oh, for gotcha. federal inmates that they have on hold there. So that was seriously like, oh, one of my very favorite moments in my career to get to be in the room <laughs> and have them bring Rob to me. Now, I haven't seen him in three years, right? And I'm thinking this is pretty damn funny right. because so such stupid, stupid uh-huh. stuff. And... <laughs> It's so, so done. And they did a professional visit. So, but it was like there was a glass between us and the phones, like you see in the movies. And sure. supposedly they don't listen to those communications. They cannot because they're professional visits. I don't completely trust it, but whatever. So I'm in the room and they bring him in. And it were, it's kind of like a very, very small like cell that we're in, but there's like glass between us. And they bring him in. He doesn't smile at all. Like, what? He's not happy That's to see you. <laughs> hey, Pamela. it's me. Hey, old and friend. So, and I, <laughs> I can't keep you a smile off my face, seriously, because it's so damn funny to me. So I pick yeah. up the phone, uh-huh. and, and then he picks up his phone, and then takes a second, connects, and I said, what's a nice guy like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> and he, he just like, uh... And I said, no, really, like, what are you doing here? It's been a while since I've seen you, Rob. What's been happening? You would think, like, the way he acted, you would think that I know nothing about that he's been gone for three years. What happened? Like, I, like, (laughs) what? He he almost didn't even acknowledge it. (laughs) Was he like, wait, oh, Uh, well... Did he I have said, a story? Did he, or did he act like he had? They just put him in the wrong cell. Yeah, he. And that's that, that's he exactly was. what he acted like. Like almost <laughs> like no time had passed. And then I start laughing, and I'm like, dude, 
what are you thinking coming over the border in San Diego as yourself? Like you're on the most wanted list. How did you think that was going to fly? He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, oh my gosh. Like so easygoing, so mellow, like no anger, hardly any emotion even from him. So we talk about uh-huh. the case and I said, hey, now we've got more problems because now you've got a charge for fleeing the country while you're, yeah. I said, I think you're we could have dude. actually beaten the yeah. other charges, but now we can't. Like we're in serious trouble. <laughs> yeah. I said, what have you been doing? Well, my dad was in Mexico and he said I could come down there and do some work and, you know, I could just get away from everything. What? And what's all this stuff about the... Oh, yeah. he went on like, vacation. What? <laughs> I think I'll go to I Mexico said, on vacation. What about all that three. stuff about like the Mexican mafia and that they were threatening your dad and they were threatening you uh, and your yeah. wife and your kids and all, like, where, what was all that about? And he said, what? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, <gasps> okay. And now I'm getting pissed because he's lying to me. And I don't, I, yeah, I don't like getting now lied you, to. Now so I, I said, okay. Yeah. No, you can do a lot of things, don't lie. What about your mistress, the woman that you had a child with? What? I never had a child with anyone. Okay. Uh, All right. How about your mistress that would show up at the jail and take all your visits so that your wife couldn't come and visit? He said, oh, no, that was just my employee. And she was just helping me. Helping you escape? Plan, plan your, your April Fool's joke. Like, she's funny. That girl's funny. You should keep her. In. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hysterical. So, so I was like, well, you know what? This really sucks because you're going to lose your license. You you won't be able to practice law, of course. And I said, I don't know what all is going to happen at this point, but I don't see there being any way that you're going to get out of this without serving some time now. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel really bad. The, in Over the next few months, Jack works out a plea for him. He pleads guilty to two counts of visa fraud. And when I say visa, like traveling visa, like visas to come in the country visa, which was amazing. Okay. But he was able to get only two and he had to serve 48 months. He right. pled guilty to those two, served 48 months in federal prison and for his wife, Cheryl, because she was charged too, remember, now they were able to finish that. <gasps> so for her, right. although she was charged with visa fraud, also as a partner in the business. Yeah. Partner. But they uh-huh. did not require her to serve any time. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I do. I really mean that. Like, thank you. But yeah, that also seems absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. What are you going to do? Put this middle-aged mother of right. two little kids in prison because she didn't know what her husband was doing to con her. So for her, yeah. yeah, they charged her with the two. She pled guilty. And as her plea, they just permanently kept all the properties that they had. So basically they just wiped clean all of the money that they had, took everything they had. That was it. So in preparing for this, I looked them up and I actually reached out to Cheryl and said, Hey, I'm curious. How are you doing? Remember me? And she's like, yes, how are you? And I said, how are things going? Your kids must be teenagers now. How did you survive all that? I was always so worried yeah. about you and concerned. And she said, yeah, have you followed what's happening with us, the threats against us? And I was like, wait, what? What threats? 
So I, I hurried and like Googled to try to find if there's anything public. I couldn't find anything. And I said, us, are you still with Rob? And she never answered me again. <laughs> and then I, so I did a background on her and yeah, she's still with Rob. After all of that, she's still with him. And I really do hope that they are happy. I don't think he's a mean, violent person. I think it was mean what he did to her and vicious. I, I'm telling you, she's one of the kindest people I've ever met. And I will hold to that because she was able to forgive him and let him come back into her life. But that was a really crazy one. So ladies out there, please pay attention to what your partners are doing and protect yourselves because this was not cool. This was not, not cool what happened to her. So thank you for listening to Pamela Private Eye.